go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second. You're listening to Lee Carson, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League. Welcome back to another episode of League Castle, brought to you by our great friends at Newey Threads. Uh, I am, of course, the regular host, Chris McPherson, and today uh, we're venturing up the Hunter a little bit to one of the new entrants of the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League, and we've got uh, their captain coach uh, on the line. He's uh, spent his time originally from up in the Group 4 competition with West Tamworth. He played his juniors. He's gone through the lower grade systems at Melbourne, the Sharks, the Dragons, among some of the uh, clubs he spent some time. He's also been around Country Rugby League with Dapto, Maitland and Port Macquarie before he's found himself in Singleton. He is none other than Jake Hawkins. Welcome to the show. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. No worries at all, mate. Um, it's, a, it's been a bit of a, an adventure, as we said there, mate. Uh, give us a bit of a run through on some of the highlights of the, the career that's taken you all around New South Wales and even down... Uh, to a place you wouldn't want to be at the moment with all the COVID happenings down to Victoria as well. Yeah, mate, I've, um, I've been pretty lucky, yeah. So you kind of wound back the clock there, mentioned a few things. But, um, yeah, obviously I was, I was fairly lucky to you know, play lower grades in Melbourne and Canola. But um, my, that was probably one of my highlights, actually. When I, my first year at Melbourne, we won the uh, of Cup for the 20s. that is no longer known, but... That was in 2009, so that's a, that's a while ago now. Um, and probably a, a, another two, the premierships as well. Uh, won a premiership with that though, 2016, and my first captain coach premiership in 2018 at Port. So, um, yeah, I guess I've been pretty lucky in that, that aspect as well. Yeah, certainly, mate. And um, you had a uh, yeah, pretty some pretty handy teammates, as you said, that 2009 season you had the likes of I think Gareth Whittup and Luke Kelly down there with you in, in Melbourne so it was quite a strong side that uh, took out the comp that year you have Jesse Bromwich as well yeah we had, we had a fair few like there was um, yeah Jesse Bromwich yeah Gareth Whittup Luke Kelly uh, even James Wolford um, yeah from Wolford Matthew uh, yeah we had a pretty handy team yeah you would have had uh, yeah, yeah well James obviously being connected to the Newcastle comp as well and another guy that's um, from round and abouts in the Hunter in uh, Robbie Rockow as well, mate. Yeah, yeah, he was um, he was one of their best players and um, yeah, he's a good fellow too. And yeah, he's from around here, so it makes it even better. Yeah, exactly right, mate. So uh, we always like to draw on those local connections where we can. But as you said, uh, you've also had some good fortune around the traps with uh, Dapto and Port Macquarie, mate. And uh, obviously. Not exactly what you thought would be the uh, lineup for uh, in terms of what you'd be competing in when you took the job at Singleton, but undoubtedly you'd like to pick up another trophy with the uh, the Greyhounds or the Red Dogs, as a lot of their local fans call them, in 2020. Yeah, obviously um, that's the, that's the goal once you sort of take on a captain coach role, um, and I guess yeah, that was the goal when I went to Port. Um, they had won a comp for a, a few years, and yeah, you know, it was my my first um, shot at the captain coach job. Um, yeah, I, I guess I was lucky with success, but you know that was the goal to go there. I can, that's what I do when I play. I'm heaps competitive, so um, I was the same when I was coaching, and I'm the same this year. So 
I guess that's the same goal, just to build the club up and hopefully we can, you know, either win the comp or at least improve on how they've been in the last few years. Yeah, and, and you know, obviously COVID's thrown a bit of a spanner in the works, as I alluded to there, but uh, obviously taking the challenge and you've uh, moved the, I guess, the eyes south a little bit to join the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League. The draw was released uh at the start of this week, mate, uh, you're entering two sides in there as well as uh, the ladies' league tag. So looking uh, forward to, I guess, what presents now as a different challenge. Yeah, I guess, yeah, that's right. Like, it, it, it sort of comes down to, you know, how hard we trained in the pre-season. Like the, you know, I, I made it with the other coaches a, a club perspective. Um, we, we trained together in the pre-season. And it sort of made, you know, made the club a whole again. Um, the girls were training with us. It was just a really good feel. We had really good numbers. Um, so, yeah, when the pandemic hit, it sort of hit the club hard in that way where everyone was really disappointed. Um, but in saying that, we, you know, everyone's health was more of a priority and, you know, we couldn't really do anything about it. But, um, yeah, once we come together and there was an opportunity to go to the, the Hunter competition, we, we sort of didn't think twice. We just went ahead and everyone gets to play some footy now, which is really good. Yeah, and I think we've talked about that a few times in the last week, week on the couple of weeks on the show, sorry. Uh, obviously, that's the, the key outcome that everyone's looking at is just purely for anyone that wants to be able to play footy has got the opportunity to do so, and um, that's what 2020 is going to represent now. And we've seen you know, some clubs that haven't been able to raise sides, but as you said, uh, you guys uh, looking looking good and uh, heading into the season, which is now only just over, or just less than a week and a half away. And it'll be familiar rivals you take on, certainly in the A grade and the ladies' league tag in round one, mate. Yeah, that was, um, I did have a bit of a laugh when I seen that. Um, you know, we, we draw greener straight away. But, you know, that I think that just draws more excitement to the to the year. You know, that's a, for us, it's a Group 21 side. Um, but we're both in the, the Hunter comp, so, you know, it'll, it'll feel sort of a bit the same for some of the guys. Like, a, you know, a Group 21 game, but exactly not. So, um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Our first game Sunday the 19th at home. So, you know, that's another thing. But, you know, as you touched on about, you know, us being able to play footy, I think it's more than that. You know, there's people that love going to the footy of a weekend to watch it. So... You know, for those people, they, they would have felt disappointed that, you know, there was no footy and, you know, nothing to do for them on a weekend, but now it's back. So, you know, the fans and our sponsors and all that get to reap rewards now as well. So I think that's just, you know, something that people sort of forget as well. There's other people than just us that are the lucky ones to get to play. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's something that has gone missed by a lot of people. And even when the NRL was, you know, looking at coming back, a lot of people are sort of saying, Oh, you know, it's just about these footballers going back. But it, it adds an element of normality. A lot of us, you know, it, it marks our winter calendar out nicely. Uh, you know, we have a look at exactly what we're, you know, shaping up for. And, and it, you know, for a lot of people, it's either watching their NRL team on TV or at the ground or going down. And especially in some of those country areas. And as you know, having been around at a few of those those regions, you know, having played down in the Illawarra competition and also up there in uh, Group 3, it's it's really what shapes a lot of people, especially local people's weekends, is being able to get down and, and watch their team, and it'll be the same in Singleton. Um, and, yeah. yeah, a lot of people will be very keen to, as you said, the nine, Sunday the 19th to get down to Pertec Park and, and watch three grades of what promises to be cracking footy. Yeah, definitely. Hit the nail on the head. But especially, kind of like, obviously, NRL, like we, 
you know, you can still watch it on TV, even though you weren't allowed to go to the game. But, you know, once country league done with, that's it. Like, you know, it's not like we can play and you can watch it on TV. Um, you know, it's all live, live sport. So, you know, and everyone takes their family and their kids. And, yeah, you know, yeah, a lot of country footballers are actually, um, you know, role models to local kids in their areas. So, it's like, it's, it's massive that football is back. And, yeah, it's, it's exciting, that's for sure. It certainly is. And yeah, you touch on that role models piece. It's interesting. We did a League Castle Legends episode with Owen Craigie earlier in the week and he talked about growing up. I mean, he was a late bloomer in terms of taking to footy at, at 12 years of age. And as he said, he, growing up with the likes of um, Nathan Blacklock, Preston Campbell and PJ Ellis around and, and their whole goal, all they wanted to do was to play for the Tinga Tigers. Like, And a lot of, a lot of kids yeah. still grow up, you know, I mean, more so they're now exposed to the NRL and those sorts of things with TV, radio and, and, and media coverage on the internet. But... There's still plenty of kids where that number one goal is to, you know, be that you know, have a look at the fullback who's playing for Singleton or the halfback, and that's where they want to be. They want to be playing for you know the Red Dogs first grade, and and it's a stepping stone, and, and it's something that I, I sort of push quite um, significantly. And, and you probably understand this more than most, having played through some of those um, low, lower grade systems, is that you can be a very very talented footballer, and, and I'm sure you, along with others that you've played with, have been in this ilk. Who, who still don't quite crack the NRL and there's nothing wrong with some of these kids who you know may not have that level of talent even just you know aspiring to um, you know play one or two first grade games or one or two seasons of first grade for their local club yeah that's right I think you you made some great points there and that's sort of been my view if you know, I've ever given you know, younger kids advice um, you know you've said a lot of big names and, and you know like you're throwing Andrew Johns Matthew Johns folks like that are from around here too. They they still today hype about, you know, their their local town and playing for Cessnock and the local rivalries here. You know, we're talking, you know, an immortal that's played at the highest level and he still talks about playing for, you know, his local local town here in Newcastle. I think that's yeah, that's that's why people are successful, like that they play for the you know, they enjoyed it, it's for fun. It's not just, you know, aiming too high to start with. So that would be like, you know, I think that's what young kids should really focus on is just being the best they can be at their club level um, and really enjoying it. And then, you know, whatever comes from that comes from that, you know? Yeah, no, I agree completely. And um, I think it's, and I know your club's big on it, but um, it's, it's a really key uh, aspect is creating that link where there's a junior and a senior club and making sure there is that pathway for those kids to go through um, and, and that they feel that, you know, connection to the senior club. So it's something that they're desiring to go and play for. Uh, in the future, mate. Yeah, that's right. Like, you know, it's just, for me, it's just like, like I'm only 30 and a lot of people even listening be like, that's still young, but like, we're talking kids that are 18 and not since today. You know, they, there's, you know, there's a lot of outside noise saying, oh, you should play here or you should play there. Really, if you're good enough, you can play anywhere and, and be selected, you know, in, a, in an NRL system. Uh, it's, you know, it all comes down to, you know, how hard you train and play and, you know, your skill, basically. But, um, yeah, look, I, I was big on that. Like, I, you know, when I was at West, I just wanted to make my first first grade debut at West Town Finals. And, you know, I was lucky enough to do that at 17. So, um, you know, at that time, you feel like you're on top of the world and you're just having fun. Um, and then all of a sudden, I, you know, I had offers to go, you know, to bigger and better things. But, you know, I was just focused on having fun with my mates and, I think that's where it sort of gets lost now. There's a, a lot of um, managers' pressure and a lot of 
you know, scout pressure on telling them where to play. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a certainly a, a trap of the game and we've seen managers in the spotlight in recent weeks with what's gone on with a couple of the NRL clubs and some other, some other matters that have occurred. So, um, and I think it comes back, as you said, to that key word, fun, and I think that's a big big focus for this season is, you know, 2020, it is going to be a very different season than anything we've known. One, we're kicking off in mid-July when we're already two-thirds of the way through the season. Normally, two, we're going to run well into the uh, into the spring months, but it's a shortened competition yeah. and, it, and it is very much about just making sure that everyone wants to have a run around in some way, shape or form has that opportunity and you know there are some limitations around it but um, yeah I, I for one can't wait uh, the, the competition kickoff I mean we'll see a lot of games that will play, be played the day before your game next which is Sunday week now but uh, yeah it's uh, the, the Newcastle and Hunter for particular is shaping up really interestingly and you know I'd love to get your thoughts mate on the makeup of the A grade and, and what you might know about some of those teams or, or are you guys you know essentially flying somewhat blind in terms of your, your opposition that you're going to be coming up against yeah, um, so obviously the only thing for us is like obviously we know Greta, you know, being from Group 21. But for me personally, um, I'm not real big on, you know, doing much research on other teams. I'm more focused on what, you know, what I'm doing or what the club that I'm at is doing. So yep. I'm personally flying blind into the comp and I quite enjoy that. Um, and I think... I think really our club and first grade are as well. Like we have, you know, we've never been in, in that comp. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I find that aspect of it actually exciting. Um, it's a whole new ball game. Like you're going into a new comp you've never been in. Um, I think maybe, you know, everyone, yes, the pandemic was, has been bad, but in the in sporting aspect, this could be maybe a really good thing for both Group 21 comp and the Hunter comp to have a bit of a mixture at the moment. You know, it might be that refresher for some players going into next year when we go back to our regular season. Yeah. Um, you know, being, being able to play against players and teams I've never played against before. So, yeah, it's quite exciting. Yeah, certainly plenty of unknowns, as you say. And it's, and it's going to be interesting to watch um, what occurs. And I think even, you know, as someone who sits on the executive of the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League, there's a lot of uh, rumour about, you know, players dropping out of, uh, the Tui's Cup, and we've seen the, the Newcastle draw come out today, and there's no Macquarie Scorpions entering um, in the first grade competition, so that's going to obviously have an impact on player movements as well. And I guess it's, you know, as I said, it's, I've had a chat to a couple of different people from different clubs over the last sort of 48 hours, 72 hours since the draw came out, and you know they're, they're talking about, oh, but this person's rumoured to be there, and that person's rumoured to be there, but. There's a lot of players that haven't committed to clubs yet and I guess the proof will be in the pudding Saturday, the 18th and Sunday, the 19th, and we see which teams take the park. But, uh, mate, in terms of Singleton, I guess the, the big question is who can we look for, you know, apart from yourself, obviously, out there um, in season 2020, is it, who, who are we looking as uh, the stars that you're expecting to really step up or some young guys that you think might be impressive and might, might make the next step into impressing in your top grade side especially? Um. Well, I'll touch on the first bit first. Um, I, yeah, look, it's obviously the Newcastle um, comp or the draw sort of came out and there's no scorps and stuff. But, you know, I think there's a rule stipulating that you can't really, you know, the word would be stack a team. So yep. they've got like two, you know, the two two players outside of the comp kind of rule. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not too worried about that, that aspect because they can't really go and play for the one team anyway. They need to go and play for, you know, spread themselves out so it could even be okay it might make the, the comps a bit stronger so 
And like you said, we won't really know until the round one anyway, so you can't really stress much about it because it might not even happen. So, um, yeah. yeah, I guess, you know, I'm not too worried about that. I'll just see who, who we play and hopefully we can win anyway. But as for um, as for us, yeah, look, obviously, you know, I've, I feel like we've got a really good team on paper. It's just a matter of, you know, putting that on the park. Um, I've re- I think I've recruited quite well. Um, we've got, you know, a lot of the young, a young team as well, but they're they're a talented young team. Um, yeah, I think they're quite balanced across the park. But yeah, I guess if I if I was going to name anyone, it'd probably be, you know, an older an older player that's played in Newcastle before, Mick Skelly. He's came out. He's he's out playing with us now, and yep. I'll probably um I'll be leaning towards him to sort of lead from the front, um, through the middle and. Uh, obviously, Luke Gardner has been at the club for a long time, um, you know, and he's a well-known name out here. So, look, I guess I'd be looking to him for his experience. But yeah, basically, I, look, I don't really. If if I was talking to a team, I don't, you know, single those guys out. Yeah, I, definitely. Like it's, a, it's a team. It's a team. Team thing. So you know, we've all got to go out there and put it together together. hundred uh, percent, mate. And, and I'm sure uh, Skell is uh, not only well known for carting the ball up the middle uh, with no fear for his own own safety, but he's also uh, approaches his uh, enter- post-game entertainment and antics with a, a very similar attitude, so he'll be great for the culture up there at uh, the Greyhounds, mate. Yeah, yeah, he is, actually. And, and that, you know, that is one thing where we have done, successfully done this year, I, I believe, is, you know, building a culture, you know, that isn't just, you know, isn't just about playing rugby league. You know, we've got to, you know, and I said, you know, I recruited good people, not just good footballers. So um, I think that, yeah, that's a good point. You know, you, you want to have fun in a controlled environment off the field and, you know, building, <laughs> building that culture. But, yeah, that, and he definitely fits that mould. Uh, lovely, mate. And, and we certainly look forward to seeing uh, you guys in action. As we said, uh, you start the competition off on, on the 19th. I know the online draw is still showing the 18th, but you guys are preferencing Sunday games. So it'll be the 19th of July. You'll have the three games. Uh, the ladies' league yeah. tag in the A grade, I think, play Greta Brangston and the the second grade side, which I think might be playing in C grade, off the top of my head, uh, might have Morissette first up, which will be an interesting challenge as well. But uh, as you said, it's all new and interesting challenges for your side uh, this year, and um, yeah, certainly presents an opportunity. Uh, I guess the the other question I've got for you, mates, and um, you know, don't, you don't have to give away too many trade secrets here, is the, the, you know, the punters that are going to turn up to Pertec Park this year, and I, I certainly hope to get up there for a game or two uh, during the season. What sort of style of football can we expect to see from uh, Singleton in terms of how you're going to approach your footy this year? Um, I guess I'm quite um, old school in the way I like I play and coach, but I, I believe it's the best, the best structure to win games, you know, breaking teams down. So I guess, you know, just getting in the arm wrestle, um, you know, no, nothing too fast. I don't, I don't really believe in teams throwing the ball around and, you know, you open yourself up to too many mistakes and you're out there defending the whole game. So, I guess just, you know, playing tough, controlled rugby league and, you know, getting to our kicks and uh, being a better defensive side, really. Um, yeah, and just obviously, yeah, like I said, getting in the arm wrestle and trying to break the other team down. And um, I hope that, you know, that that can be something our fans and sponsors are proud of and hopefully we can um, put a few performances together that see us winning at the end of the game. 
Yeah, lovely, mate. Well, um, as I said, we certainly hope for uh, League Castle to make our way up to Pertec Park at some point this season and, and catch some games and watch that grinding style of football, mate. That's the sort of uh, footy that will certainly get me through the gate. I don't know about everyone, but um, I like to see a good physical arm wrestle. And I know from a couple of sides that are in the competition from last year, the likes of Dora Creek and West Walls End, that'll uh, pit you very nicely against those sorts of guys as well because they play a similar sort of game. So there'll be ni- nice shows of physicality and... You know, with with the fact that you know you've signed someone like Skell as well, I know that's his uh, right in his wheelhouse as well. Um, so we look forward to seeing some good grinding forward battles up there at Pertec Park, mate. So uh, it's exciting though, as we said. There's only sort of nine sleeps still the kick off of the comp, ten to your first game. Um, we appreciate you giving up a bit of your time, mate. And uh, I guess before we wrap up and let you go, we might also mention uh, you're venturing out into the podcast space as well uh, and uh, launching your own podcast in the coming days. Yeah, mate. Um, it's um, you know, it's a little bit different to, to this. So it won't be sort of, you know, sporting based. Um, like I, I work in mental health. Um, I'm a mental health support worker. Um, and, and I guess uh, living that, you know, working that life every day and seeing the struggles of mental health. Uh, but also on a personal level, like I've had mates, family members and stuff go through it. And, um, yeah, attempts or be successful at suicide, and the, the numbers in men are actually quite high. So, um, yeah, I decided to start up um, an Instagram page, What Lies Beneath, um, and that'll end up obviously moving into podcasts, which, um, yeah, I look to start in the next week or two, and, you know, just have that platform for men to feel comfortable in sharing their, you know, their story on mental health, and, you know, as as we know, it's, it's hard to speak, but once we do, we feel better about it. So I'm hoping that, you know, that you know, that platform that, I, that I'm starting can, you know, help reduce those numbers in um, suicide and obviously mental health in men. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think it's certainly a great cause. And, and as you touched on, it's not something that's always uh, breached by, by blokes when they're talking with their mates and, you know, we, we, we uh, are all involved in a sport that's got a, a very traditionally, and, and I use this term very loosely, macho uh, culture um, where it's been, you know, reflected Definitely. previously that, you know, it's, um, you know, not necessarily something that we do. But, um, and again, we talked to Owen Craigie, as I said earlier in the week, and he's someone who's been through quite a bit that's been publicised a little bit in recent times after his interview with Barry Tui at the Newcastle Herald. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's a great example. Yeah, you know, he reached out to some mates that literally saved him, and you know some well-known names in the likes of Matty Johns and Kurt Gidley. And I think it's it's a yeah. it's a really key time, you know, in the footy season um, for everyone to realise that you know your your mate might seem all, all great when he's rocking up the footy training or on the on the weekend or whatever. But reach That's out, right. make sure guys are okay, have a bit of a chat, and um, you know if if you are worried about a mate, there's you know sometimes no better place to go and grab some time and just you know reconnect with each other than on the hill at, at some local footy and just you know have a chat so um yeah, yes right. certainly yeah. encourage everyone to take that opportunity reach out to your mates and, and have a bit of a chat and obviously check out your podcast because um we see in the current society that people tend to be more comfortable sharing their own story once they've seen some others share their story so and i think it's a really really good opportunity yeah. and a really good platform that you're launching yeah awesome mate thank you for that no no worries at all so check out it is what lies beneath on Instagram. And uh, again, Jake Hawkins, we thank you for your time on the show today. Uh, we uh, wish you all the best. Uh, we better let you go soon because you'll uh, undoubtedly be heading off to training. It's a very short pre-season, so we're trying to whip the boys into shape. 
Uh, for all the local fans up there in the Upper Hunter, make sure you get down to Pertec Park. Uh, I'd say games will be kicking off, what, made about 12.30, 1 o'clock on, on Sunday, the 19th, the first game. Um, yeah, I'd say so. Yep. First grade will be at about 3 o'clock. Yeah, so keep, keep an eye on. If, you, if you're not sure, check out the Singleton Greyhounds uh, Facebook page. I'll have all the updates on there. It is, as I said, nine sleeps to go till the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League and the Newcastle Rugby League kickoff. We're very excited for footy to be just around the corner. And again, thanks, Jake, for your time. And uh, good luck this season. Hopefully we'll be able to catch up uh, for a quick interview after one of the games and a beer uh, once you've uh, celebrated some wins up at Pertec Park during the year. Sounds great to me, mate. Honestly, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's lovely. No worries at all, mate. And uh, we'll catch up with you uh, in the near future. No worries, mate. Thank you. That was, of course, Jake Hawkins, the Singleton Greyhound captain coach. And uh, we really appreciate him giving up some time today on the podcast. Uh, It's great to have him on as a guest. And uh, also great to have you all tuning in, listening to the show. Uh, we appreciate the time and effort that you take to listen to our show and the feedback that everyone's providing. Again, we're counting down to the season. Make sure to keep up to date with everything that's coming up in the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League, the Newcastle Rugby League and the Central Coast Competition. You stay tuned to our social media channels, Castle AU on Instagram and Twitter, Castle AUS on Facebook. You can always drop us an email, leadcastleau at gmail.com if you've got any feedback or you want to reach out and uh, you know someone who should be featured on our show or who'd be good on the show. Uh, again, check out our sponsors, Newey Threads. They do some great work, some great clothing lines. Check out their Facebook and their website. We thank you again for tuning in. Make sure if you haven't already caught it, wind back in your podcast channel feeds and listen to our great yarn with the great Owen Craigie that was recorded earlier this week, touching on everything from his journey from a, a Inverell junior through to aspiring to be a Tinger Tiger, through to playing at the Knights, winning premierships, moving on to the Tigers and Souths and... Then the challenges of depression and racism that came along with that career. So he's been through a lot, Owen, and it was a great story and a great opportunity to sit down with him. So make sure you check that out. And, of course, give us some ratings and reviews on the uh, podcast platforms that you listen to, whether it's uh, through Samsung, iTunes, Podcasts, Spotify, or any other reputable podcast platform. We look forward to talking to you again soon. And uh, it's only one more episode away till we hit the footy. So stay tuned, and we'll catch you next week. King, King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You're listening to League Cup, Newcastle Hunters, Hunters Rugby League.